Hey everybody, it's Rev DDT. Back for another broadcast. So, still the same morning, still the same room, still the same place, but it is a little later. So it's 5.31 a.m. Mountain Center Time, Boise, Idaho, and I am up here in the northwest of the United States of America between Oregon and Washington uh, and Montana and Wyoming. And we have Nevada down below us and Utah is kind of down there too. You know, that's where we're at. If you guys don't know where Idaho is, because I've talked to a lot of people who are like, which state's Idaho in? And you're like, frick, I'm talking to people from the U.S. I'm like, well, do you guys ever you can study history? U.S. history? Well, yeah. No, obviously, you didn't. <laughs> God bless my memory <laughs> and my mind. And my heart. Thank you, Father God. But bless everybody's mind and memory and heart. There are some, literally, some very uneducated people in this country. And just... <laughs> Man, you don't take that much to get the education either. You don't have to be a genius. Just figure out what they... Just go look at the curriculum they study in college. And then whatever, for whatever subject, and just buy those books and study them yourself. They're getting the information out of the book. All your tests come out of the book. You get all the answers for your tests out of the book. And you know that? D. <laughs> so you go out of the curriculum. Okay, anyway. So, just as this is a little gimme. So why did I start this podcast this morning after I did two of them already? Because something's on my heart. It has to do with religiosity, Christianity, me, and this anger that I've had towards them and stuff. And it's and I wanted to make some clarifications. So this is clarification time. Clarification isn't really... Uh, the clarification is this, okay? Okay, I want to put it in simple terms. I love the church of Jesus. It's my body, too. It's my friends, my people, too. I love them. I do. I love them. And when I say the church, when I first started my podcast, I was angry at them. I... I mean the church in general, not the church, the body of Christ, but more like churchianity, the religiosity of Christianity is what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about the wolf generation, the wolves of, the generations of wolves that have been teaching the body for so many years how to be uh, like wolves, wolf-like, you know, judges and things like that. And, and, and some of the just blatant hypocrisies and heresies as well as twists of scripture and all that stuff. So I'm talking about the wolves, what the wolves have done. And I'm not mad at the body at all. The body's awesome. The people are great. And they always treat me really good. It's the leadership of the wolves. And that's what I'm talking about. It's leadership. A lot of times the leadership can be wolves. Um, there There's some great leaders in the body of Christ. Don't get me wrong. There are. But the truth is, is we're all just servants. We're all just like a sheepdog. Like I said before. And I don't mean that in a bad derogatory way. Or nasty way of saying it. We're just like a sheepdog is to a sheep herder. We help tend the flock. You know, and then what Paul said was build up the flock. You know, we're, we're equipped, equippers, we're equipped the saints for the work of the ministry. Well, that is what we do, you know, building people up. It's, you know, you build people up and they can actually minister. When they're tore down, it's hard for them to minister. When I'm tore down, it's hard for me to minister. But you know what I found out was is that that's actually the best time for me to minister because it actually builds me up too, which is really strange. I don't, but I don't minister for that reason, not to be built up. I reach out for, to people because they really generally need the help genuinely need to help big time and i'm like i got a heart man i'm empathetic hell i'm an empath even so you know i can even feel their pains which is man weird i get these oh, i'll just we'll go into that some other time but anyway point is is that i want to just make some clarifications here not the church i'm mad at at all it's the churchianity it's the way it's being ran it's the what it produces and the fruit that it's been producing is judgmental freaking angry militant freaking crazy nationalistic freaking 
national Christ, Christian nationalists is what I'm trying to say. And, and they're militant Christian nationalists and they're freaking nuts about it. And they just double down on their freaking lives. They don't care about freaking repenting. They, they, they have, it's not in their heart. It's not, it's, it's in their heart to double down and to follow the crazy. And, and, and another thing is kind of a superstitious nonsense. It's just whacked. The freaking world's upside down. And it's been like this for a while. Okay. And it happened to me like I got a good dose of it like 20 something years ago, 22, 23 years ago, whatever it was, you know, 20 something years ago. And it, freaking literally just and you know it's we can go into the stories and stuff but you know when you got people promising you and they're preaching covenant covenant contracts with you and you're preaching you're in a covenant with us we're in a covenant together blah 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 and, you know it's you you really you have to hear that you it's ingrained in you it takes a long time to come out of that and when the lord showed me that it was mind control he showed me in a dream it was clear i ran dancing with wisdom ever since and what happened was i ended up going to an awakening i'm still dancing with wisdom that if you go back and listen to that dream which is, I don't know which one it is. It's one of those broadcasts back, and I'll talk about it again because it comes up constantly. It's one of those reoccurring things that comes up. I have reoccurring words that come up constantly that I'm living, that people preached over me, uh, uh, prophesied over me. Uh, a couple of prophets of God, man. Reoccurring words that are still happening in my life that are real. They're real, literally real. And I'm like, wow, I'm watching this in real time. This stuff's on in real time. That's why I keep preaching this stuff because it's in real time. I wouldn't be preaching if it wasn't in real time. What's happening to me in real time? See, I'm, I'm one of the guys that's in the dirt and down in the freaking trenches working with the freaking people, even though I do have these leadership qualities for some reason. People have a tendency to listen to what I say and they follow me. And that's happened all my life. The strangest thing is it, it's, it's like that with um, mentally handicapped people. Um, I have a tendency to in, uh, come and talk to me about things. Sure, uh, right out of the street, right out of random. Just... Boom, boom, boom. I'm their guy. They come to and they talk to me. And then when I leave, I'm like going, oh, my God, I want to take them with me. And I can't. And I can't tell them they have to stay here because I feel like I'm leaving. You know, it's like, like it's, oh, God, it's so hard, man. Oh, my God. It's so hard because I love everybody so much. And people that are handy, mentally handicapped, I love even more. And I run, I'm around a lot of them. And some of them are mentally handicapped on purpose because they did that with their meth or drugs or whatever. I get that. and But I still have heart for them, even though some of them are really push testing my patience man and believe me your test patience can be tested even jesus's patience were tested with his disciples i mean look at how many times he got irritated with him oh you you little faith how long must i be with you <laughs> he said that a few times kind of freaking whip man walked into the freaking into the synagogue right there in the freaking entrance where they were collecting tithes and offerings and flipped them money tables over and started whooping everybody with it he was pissed yeah righteous indignation he wasn't throwing a wrathing fit tantrum. He said this. You guys have freaking turned my... Freaking, he said, you turned my father's house into a house of thieves. A den of thieves. My father's house into a den of thieves. God built that temple in Jerusalem. He said it. You've turned my father's house. He didn't say Solomon's house. He didn't say Solomon's temple. He didn't say David's temple either. No, he didn't. He said my father's house. Get that in your pipe and smoke it. That's what God's house is on the earth. Whoa, that's heavy. Maybe God was there at one time. And he was. The ark was there. He was there. Yeah. yeah, check that out, man. His power was accumulated right there. On purpose, for a specific reason. Get that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> that in your pipe and smoke it. I like that. Reminds me of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings. Sitting there smoking his pipe. <laughs> Stirring it up, you know, trying to get the... 
she's from the bottom. I know I didn't get all this tobacco. I wasn't smoking tobacco, by the way. I didn't know I didn't get all this marijuana freaking up from the bottom of this point. Oh, here we go. Oh, nice. Oh, here you go. Can't take a hit. It'll calm you down. You know, he gives it to that one guy, that brown, that brown guy. What's his name, man? The brown freaking wizard. <laughs> oh, it's Radagast or something like that. Yeah, amazing. Those movies are freaking amazing. Those books, man, I read those every year for years. I also did um, a couple other ones, too, every year for years, many years. I did that for like 20-something years. Uh, I'm back when I found them in, uh, when I was a teenager. I found them when I was a teenager, 14. I started reading them every year. And um, I loved them so much, man. They were so cool. They just so much information in there. And then when I saw them in the movies, it was like, oh, my God, this is great. Did it pretty good justice. You know, for the times now, maybe in 20 years they redo them and it doesn't even more justice. You know? Anyway, I'm rambling now, but just wanted to make that clarification that I ain't angry at the body of Christ. body of Christ is awesome. Those people loved me, took me in, treated me with respect, love, dignity, honored me. Always, I always got my opinion on things, especially on things of the spirit, on faith and topics that were, and, and included me. They were, they were non they were not, uh, they were definitely included me. I was in a very inclusive environment many times throughout my years in Christendom. Now, I haven't been in the church, churchianity, or, but I still hang out with believers. I mean, my friends are believers. And I think it's just in America, we're saturated. 62%, it says in the polls, in the, uh, one of the polls I looked at online just recently, 60% in America. Some, yeah, I don't know, most people are believers, but... But most of my friends are trouble believers. We're all, you know, um, we all went, had our troubles in the past, but, you know, some of them are still going through troubles right now, even, even in my life. I mean, look at the stuff that goes on around here. I don't even bring it in my own life. It just comes up, comes to my door. But then again, I am a minister, so I'm going to be around troubled people, you know. So that that's part of the work, and I get that. I like that. That's where I, I'm fine with that. But, man, I'd rather hang out with people that are on the same page, though, all the time because the other people drain me. So I got to... See, you see, you have to, the dichotomy of being a minister, you have to, you have to know when to pull back. You have to know when to go take care of yourself. You know, I didn't do that for years and I, I suffered now and I ended up having a freaking serious crisis. Um, died twice even and now I'm, a, I'm doing better. And I got to stay on this, this path though. So what I've noticed is this thing with my brother and this thing with these meth people and stuff is literally draining me. And it's been draining me lately again. And so... I'm going to have to shut some people out, you know, and I don't want to do that, but I have to to keep my health because I can't, I, if I can't live another day, there's no way I can minister another day. There's no way I can praise God another day. There's no way I can pray another day. There's no way I can, you know, and I'm here for those reasons as well as many other. Some I haven't even discovered yet. So are you. Don't let your anger take you a, to a bed of death. Don't let your hate grow nip that in the bud and get it out dig it up by the bulb there and throw it out of your garden because you don't want that in there and replace that with agape love and do everything you can to do that work through your darkness work through your traumas work through your pain you have to work through it to get to the other side that's how you got victory when you do you'll have victory and you can say like i am right now i'm an overcomer i already know i am christ already showed that to me has he shown that to you Work through your pain. Your toxic, all the toxic crap that we, 
we deal with and it's, it's coming out of us. It comes out of us and comes into our lives. That's how it works. What we dwell on, what manifests, by the way, why do you think Jesus said dwell on him and his word? Let his word dwell in you. That's in John, by the way, in John 14. Go read it yourself. Maybe it's in 15. 14, 15, and 16, 17. Really, really, really powerful. Actually, John, the last part of 13. Well, actually, the whole, can't really, the whole Bible? Yeah. Yeah, the whole book. Peace out, baby. You guys have a great day. I love you, man. Bye-bye. Didn't land it. And it, Rev DDT. Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT. Bye-bye. <laughs>